And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul, in his giving of a sermon, makes the connection between King David and Jesus because the Messiah comes through King David. Then again, in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul makes the connection between Abraham and Jesus because the Messiah comes through Abraham. And this is the reason for Matthew 1.1. This is the record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, the descendant of David and of Abraham. The Messiah must have this lineage. Jesus has this lineage. Get it? Next, Paul goes on to point out that they didn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. Because of that, they they condemned him to death. He didn't blame Pilate alone. Okay? Hence, Bill O'Reilly's book is wrong. He doesn't blame the Gentiles alone. Hence, Bill O'Reilly's book is wrong. He doesn't blame the Jews alone. Hence, Bill O'Reilly's book is wrong. He blames everybody because everybody is guilty. To pinpoint the purpose of the death of Jesus to a particular group is to exclude everybody else from the salvation that is offered. Oops, better not do that. And finally, as Paul is coming to a close in his discourse, he explains that Jesus was the fulfillment of the messianic prophecies, specifically through his death. And now he introduces to them the resurrection, which is the mind blower of them all. He clearly establishes Jesus as the Messiah, as the witness to the people of Israel. To ignore Jesus and his witness is to endanger one's eternity. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavily talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can reach out to us by email, david at hemustincrease.org. david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us live here at the station, for real, anywhere you are in the United States, including San Diego. 972-445-0770. You can call 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! 
Uh, talking to Dynamite D, that's like talking to the dude with the contagious smile. He's that's long. actually true. That is true. He is smiling all the time. I'm just letting you know. Uh, not no, not when I'm not around, because I'm not here. I don't know. You see how that works? You have to add that part. Yeah, had to add that part. Uh, bottom line, folks, it goes this simple. You might have a question, a thought, a comment, or an opinion, and we want to support that. If you have a praise report, give us a call. If you have a prayer request, give us a call. We'll pray. We'll put it together. We'll pull our faith together. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Psalm 119.63, I have a companion to all them that fear you. We are in one another. We don't have the same denominational background because my denominational background is I'm Jewish. So for those of them like, well, are you Baptist? Or are you Pentecostal? I'm Jewish. I'm uh, Baptocostal. I'm Calminian. I'm a manifold millennialist. No, you won't know what that is because there's only about 19 professors that that uh, have that kind of uh, experience, and there's nothing on it. I mean, I'm just telling you right now. So the bottom line is what? We're in this together. When they start shooting Christians, we're not going to be splitting up by denominations. You're thinking, well, they're going to start shooting Christians? Well, it certainly seems that way, <laughs> doesn't it? I just don't think two Christians running down the road are going to go, you Baptist? Because if so, I'm going to push you down. Uh, it's really not how that's going to work. We're going to stand united as the people of God. And hopefully before any of that even comes close, we'll hear, duh, 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 and we'll be done, right? Here is the process. Reach out to us. We'll be glad to help. We'll be glad to participate. We love hearing from people. We love getting some kind of connection with people because it's a blessing for everybody else. Here's your trivia question, by the way. What was the name of Moses' sister? What was the name of Moses' sister? There you go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also uh, text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase dot org. What was the name of Mo's sister? That's right, Mo. Uh, I do want to remind people, because we do this on a pretty regular basis, don't forget to be praying for our uh, country as well. We pray for a lot of things. Pray for our country. I pray for the country every day. I don't make a big, massive, I don't shoot fireworks off when I do it. <laughs> I Actually, I pray. I find it amazing that people are, like, so upset about so many things. It's like as though God had left and then came back. Oh, now God's back. So, uh, listen, God's still in charge. He's always been in charge. He's never not been in charge. You're going to see that just when we get into the Acts text. I'm going to show you something real quickly. So uh, pray for our country that God has mercy on our country. That's what we ought to be doing because without that, we don't have a chance. 200 years? Let me explain to you. Greece went 1,500 years. Rome went 1,000 years. If America makes 500, it would be a miracle. So just keep that in mind. By the way, uh, the the Greece uh, was the grandfather of America. Rome was the father of America, if you're trying to figure all that out. That's kind of how the historical thing goes. All right, let's uh, get somebody to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? <clears throat> this is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. I've got tons of stuff done yesterday. was able to work out a little more again. So I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling like I'm on the right pathway if that makes sense well, that's uh, good. yeah yeah i feel a lot better about that all right i don't think this is a tough question i think you kind of know that uh here uh, it's always interesting because older older sisters are i have an older sister that's a challenge what was the name of moses's sister Miriam. that is correct you are right sir 
That is exactly right. And uh, um, there's just moments where an older sisters and uh, younger brothers have moments, and Moses and her had one of those in Numbers chapter 12. So, yeah. <laughs> Who was his brother? Ah, that's a great question. Do you want me to answer, or do you want to answer? <laughs> well, it was Aaron. That is correct, too, sir. You are getting it. That's a that's quite the family, right? If you're the mom and dad, you had Aaron, you had Miriam, and you had Moses. That's pretty good. Yeah, Moses was the youngest. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Excellent, excellent job, by the way. Always great to hear from you, brother. Okay, and I'll continue to pray for you all, and God bless you. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent job by our brother. Let's uh, see. I don't think there's anything else. We're going to get into the text, right? We can do that? Okay, good. Uh, listen, I want to pick this up a little a little bit like a verse before because I want to make a point. And yes, David, don't say, you have a point there, David, but if you wear a hat, nobody will notice it. Okay, you don't have to say that. My dad used to say that to me. <laughs> Just to let you know. You know what my dad said to me? Does your face hurt? I'd go, no, he goes, it's killing me. <laughs> that's what my dad <laughs> Yeah, that's how I grew up. All right, uh, here you go. Acts uh, chapter uh, 13. Gosh, that's funny. Uh, verse. I want to pick it up from verse 21. It's kind of where we left off. Then the people, uh, this is uh, uh, Paul giving a recount of the history, about to connect this to King David. He goes, then the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, uh, a man of the tribe of Benjamin who reigned for 40 years. But God removed him from the kingship and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, David, son of Jesse, is a man after my own heart, for he will do everything I want him to do. Before we go any further, I just want to point this out to you so that you're in clarity with me. Uh, God removed Saul from the kingship. Don't tell me, you know, and I understand they stole the election. They didn't steal the election. This happened. This happened. Nothing happens that God does not know. So just stop that, right? God removed him from the kingship. God said, Saul, you've had your fill. Bye. (laughs) That's what it was. He said, well, that doesn't seem right. Then argue with God. I mean, if you've read the book of Daniel, you know he rules in the affairs of men. If you don't think so, you better be careful because the last king that didn't think God ruled in the affairs of men started mooing. Unless you want to be a cow, I would encourage you not to go down that road. So now we pick it up and we're at, uh, and I know what you're thinking, but just, just surrender to the sovereignty of God. It's a little bit easier. He does control the universe, which does make things a little easier. All right, so let's pick it up then. Uh, the verse, I think it's, what are we at, 24 or 23? I can't even remember. 23, 24, something. And it says this, And if one of King David's, and, and uh, one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who God promised Savior as Israel. Let me reread that because I, my little thing's blacked out. And it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised Savior to Israel. But before he came, John the Baptist preached the need for everyone in Israel to turn from sin and turn to God and be baptized. Okay, so this is Acts chapter 13, and we are in verse 20. Uh, some odd, 24, 26, 5, 4, 3, okay? Here's what I want you to catch. The most important thing that Paul did in preaching that sermon that he was talking to people on was initially to connect the Messiah to King David. 
Why? Because he can't. Because Messiah had to come from the lineage of King David. So now I want you to look at that verse again and just make sure that we do it together. It's uh, verse twenty-three, and if and it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus who is the promised Savior of Israel. There was no discussion about the Messiah unless there was a connection between the Messiah and King David. And so by the brilliance of the Holy Spirit helping helping Paul preach, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul makes the connection between King David and Jesus because the Messiah must come through King David. The Psalms make that clear. The historical, I mean, it's just go through it. It's like amazing. But that takes you back to Matthew 1.1, which is important to understand. In Matthew 1.1, it says this. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah. The descendant of David and of Abraham the Messiah must have this lineage. That was part of Paul's argument. Whoever this is going to be, the Messiah, got to be offspring from David. Got that? Not even complex, right? But the wisdom in this is that. By the Holy power of the Holy Spirit made people pay attention to what Paul was saying. And now he's going to go in for an even deeper, more profound connection, which is just so awesome. So what we'll do is we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. The David Spoon Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome to the show, uh, very proudly and honorably, uh, Roma Downey and Mark Burnett, two people who have spearheaded uh, the miniseries, the epic miniseries, The Bible, which I think we've talked about on this show 900 times because it is an incredible series. Uh, and I just want to say welcome to both of you. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you so much. We're now on the David Spoon Experience. Yeah, I mean, I mean that in a quarter, and you still can't uh, make a phone call. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. This is a good one. In the Old Testament, what was the name of Nun's son? Ah, that's a good one. What was the name of Nun's son in the Old Testament? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. Very nice pow-pow by Joanne and Cordelia there. Uh, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Al has chimed in with the name of son. I thought he was going to say no one. Son, like Sunny Boy. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Uh, I do have this just, this is a great joke. A little longer. It's one joke. I'm telling you now, warning you now, if the jokes offend you, don't listen to the show. Or just turn it off for like two minutes and then come back. Okay? All right, ready? All right. This is a funny joke, not theological. Leave it alone. Ready? Here we go. Two friends, a Baptist and a Catholic, decided to sample each other's church services. First up was Mass at Patrick's Parish, and his friend Jim Bob was full of questions. Every few minutes, Patrick felt an elbow in his ribs. Dump. What's he saying? Dump. What's he carrying? Dump. What are the candles for? Dump. Why is everybody standing up? Dump. All right. Being a good catechismist student, Patrick was able to answer every question, but his ribs were getting sore, so he was looking forward to the next Sunday at Jim Bob's church so he can do some elbowing of his own. Well, as you know, in most Baptist churches, there's no liturgical liturgical process, so nearly everything is straightforward, everything is explained. Patrick's elbow was getting itchy until the pastor stepped up to the pulpit and made a show of ceremoniously removing his watch, then laying it next to his sermon notes. This was Patrick's big chance. Drawing back his elbow, he drove it into, the, into his friend's side. He goes, what does that mean, Jim Bob? Jim Bob said, looking at him with weary eyes, believe me, that doesn't mean a thing. Suffering <laughs> <laughs> The pastor did 
takes off his watch and then puts it behind the What does that mean? Nothing. <laughs> that means nothing. Is that not funny? Come on. How do you not think that's funny? That's like, when do you know that the sermon's not over? When the pastor goes in closing. <laughs> that's when you know it's not over. <laughs> Uh, come on, folks. You got. You have to. You got. I mean, look at all the stuff that's going on. If you can't laugh at that, there's something wrong. All right, let's go back to the trivia question. The trivia question is <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, in the Old Testament, what was the name of Nun's son? Okay, Nun's son. That's the question. If you think you know, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. 214-210-8483 is the text, and then david at he must increase.org. Okay? All righty. Let me get back to this text, and we'll go from there. So the text we're reading, uh, and it is one of King David's sons, one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who God promised as Savior for Israel. But before he came, John the Baptist preached the need for everyone in Israel to turn from sin and return to God and be baptized. As John was finishing his ministry, he asked, Do you think I'm the Messiah? No. But he's coming soon, and I'm not even worthy to be his slave. Brothers, you sons of Abraham and all you devout Gentiles who fear the God of Israel, this salvation is for us. The people of Jerusalem and their leaders fulfilled prophecy by condemning Jesus to death. They didn't recognize him and realize that he is the one that the prophets had written about, though they hear the prophets' words read every Sabbath. So let's just stop right there at the end of verse 27 and catch this. You see, even though they heard the prophets' words every Sabbath, remember what we talked about in the first part of the show. The veil is done away in Christ, and the understanding does not come to fruition without the application of Jesus Christ and God opening people's minds. So they could hear the prophets over and over again and never get it. But I want to take a back up, and I don't want to offend in the direct sense. I want to offend in the indirect sense, so hang on. Here is something that is said by Paul. It's, re, it's first said by Peter in Acts chapter 2. He said this, he said, the people of Jerusalem and their leaders fulfilled the prophecy by, contempt, by condemning Jesus to death. They didn't recognize or realize he was the one that the prophets had written about. Here's what I want you to understand. Okay, Now, I happen to be a fan of a lot of different uh, media people. And just so you can know, so you don't get upset, there's many things that I think that people like Bill O'Reilly did was great. Okay, I don't know what happened. You know, they, that all got weird at the end. Whatever. That's fine. But he wrote a book about Jesus, and he blamed the Romans, and he blamed Pilate for the death of Jesus Christ. And anybody who writes that is exceedingly nearsighted. They do not understand what's going on. It, it was not Pilate that brought the condemnation of Jesus, nor was it the soldiers, nor was it the Gentiles, nor was it the Jews, nor was it the Jewish leaders, nor was it you, nor was it I, alone. It was all of us together. The reason that Jesus had to die is because we sinned, and that sin runs all the way 
back to the garden. And what is it that Paul is saying? He said the people of Jerusalem and the leaders fulfilled the prophecy by condemning Jesus to death. This is part of the plan. And you're thinking, what do you mean? Do you mean that the death of Jesus Christ was part of the plan? Only if you want to spend eternity with God. That's part of the plan. And you might not like it. I can't help you. I'm sorry. I am sorry you don't like it. <laughs> okay? You tell God, I don't like your plan, which you've been telling him already that in 900 different areas in your life. How's that going? Have you ever changed his mind once? No? Okay. So the idea behind this is to understand. It's And, and this is not a slight on him. This is just simply to point out that you and I and everybody involved, the Jews, the Gentiles, the leaders, the soldiers, and every other person prior and every other person after— we are all responsible for the death of Jesus Christ in the capacity that we all are sinners and need to be saved. And redemption comes through Jesus Christ. The reality, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. That's the penalty. However, the good news, the free gift of God, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Romans 5.8, God showed his love for us, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So our response, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10.13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So when Paul makes this preach, he's not identifying one group over another. It's everybody. It's all of us. And instead of trying to lay the blame somewhere at somebody, it doesn't work that way. And here's the iron. The, the rest of this passage, the people in Jerusalem and their leaders fulfilled the prophecy by condemning Jesus to death. They didn't recognize him, realize he was one of the prophets that had written about it, though they had heard the prophets read every Sabbath. They found no just cause to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. The reason is because it was all part of the plan. Without the plan, there's no redemption. And without redemption, you you don't have eternal life. That's how it works. So it's important to grasp that, to understand the, the depth to which God is bringing this. The, the, the need for all of us to find this redemption, find the forgiveness, find this grace— starts with Adam and Eve and just moves on down the line until the time comes when the last human being, when, when you know, have your noodle baked again, the, when the last human being, whoever that is, is born, it'll be Adam and Eve all the way to that last human. Every one of us responsible for the death of Jesus Christ. Whew. Wow. In the Old Testament, what was the name of Nun's son? You ready? Joshua. Joshua, son of sure Nun. Right. There you go. Joshua, son of Nun. And so here's the thing about that. That's where that joke is. Who had no parents? Joshua, son of Nun. Ah, okay. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? For this is the kind of high priest we need. Holy, innocent, 
undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do, first for their own sins and then those of the people. He did this once for all when he offered himself. Now watch this. Oh, boy. This is so unbelievable. Jesus is a unique kind of priest. He is your high priest. He is so unique. And you think, well, why? What, what is it that makes Jesus unique? And you already know, well, it's because he's, you know, born from the Holy Spirit and he's born from Mary. So he's fully man, fully God. And it's like, okay, I get that part. But there's something else that we miss quite often. And that is Jesus is undefiled, separated for, from sinners. And verse 27 says he doesn't, he, he doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day like the high priests do first for their own own sins. So let me explain this to you. When priests or petitioners or people are praying on your behalf, every human being has to deal with their own set of sins. It doesn't matter if it's the high priest of Israel. It doesn't matter if it's, high, if, if it's the high priest one year, 20 years later, 40 years later. There is something that takes place. It's the same dynamic that takes place when you spend time with the Lord and you come before the Lord and you thank him and you recognize the grace of God enables you to stand because apart from that, the grace, apart from the mercy, apart from the love that comes from the Lord and the redeeming work from, from Jesus Christ that you receive by faith, that he gives by grace, apart from that, you're a mess. And so when you come before the Lord, you're like, Lord, you know, please forgive me. Please don't be mad. Please, you know, don't chasten me. David said it great. Don't chasten me in your hot displeasure. I don't want to get you irritated. Nah, 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 nah. You see, when Jesus comes and petitions for us, he doesn't have to go through that. He doesn't have to be centered on himself to be forgiven because there's nothing for him to be forgiven. He's sinless. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices for what he's done or for any of the lacking that he uh, would have if he was a regular human priest. So when Jesus comes on our behalf, there's nothing, get this, get this, here it is. There's nothing distracting him in his life. He is only focused on our well-being. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's take a moment. We need to pray for some safety for people from the storm. We had one person say they got a tornado watch going on. and so I didn't realize it, but I hear it in the studio now. Yeah, so I uh, just want to do a prayer. Of, you know, just watch, asking the Lord to watch over everybody. So let's pray together. I'll need that for the ride home, too. Trust me. <laughs> so let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. You're so awesome. I love you, Lord. You're just awesome. You're so kind to us. You're so gracious. Just, just, just words cannot describe. Lord, we're asking for safety for our listeners and for the people that are in our state and just that can be affected, that, Lord, you would protect the people. You would put a bubble around the people. 
You would put a hedge around the people. Keep everybody safe. Let everybody use wisdom or let everybody drive with more wisdom and help us to, uh, to get through this process. We just pray for your help in all of this. Lord, sometimes we need situational favor. That's what we're asking for in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so uh, here's your trivia question. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Okay, here we go. Now, you might have to look this up. You might if you don't know it. What was the name of the woman from Moab who was mentioned in Matthew's record of Jesus's family tree? What was the name of the woman from Moab who was mentioned in Matthew's record of Jesus's family tree? That's all I'm going to say. If you think you know... You uh, can call 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website, as we often do. Don't forget about the ambassador program. The ambassador program is really important because I gave a brochure to Dynamite D today. And I really right? like it, too. Yeah, Your likes, first time giving it to me. Yeah, it's the first time. So I had to give one away today, so I gave it to him. And uh, and Aunt Deb has all the stuff. So if you ever have any problems, you let me know, and I'll just have Aunt Deb send you it. She's got all the boxes, everything going on there. Uh, so that's for the ambassadors program. It's pretty simple. If you run into somebody that can use it, give it to them. That's it. There's nothing else to it. And then, additionally, don't forget the money. Great place to give on the website. 100% secure. And we need the funds because, remember— we're not sitting still. We're going to move forward and put our foot out of the boat. And we want to do that together with you. So please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. I don't want to. I, I so we already done the clues, but I got to tell you, that's that's what happened to my head yesterday when when Noel told me she was going to be home by four from her job, and that was overtime, and then she didn't get home till six. I can't believe it. Yeah, I really like her job. To go into the depth of Haiti. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't say that. Anyhow, uh, anyway, uh, just uh, was just kind of frustrating, you know. And then I had to fix the toilet, and then that was just – that was it. I lost it at that point. Uh, trivia question. I will tell you right now that uh, a rarity – not a rarity. I shouldn't say that. That was wrong. A rarity that you would get your testimony read plus get a pow-pow in the same day. Eric's going to get the pow-pow on this, but we still don't have the answer called in yet. What was the name of the woman from Moab who was mentioned in Matthew's record of Jesus's family tree? Joanna Cordelia made the face – First attempt, but it was just a little off. Okay. And then, and then now that I'm looking at it, then Eric changed it. <laughs> Go back to your other answer. All right. From Moab. From Moab, people. From Moab. Okay. That's the key. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483, or send an email, david, at he must increase.org. Time for history. Oh, Ray. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. Hey, right, today's giant panda bear day. 
Okay. I, I don't even know what to say. Okay. okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> National Artichoke Hearts Day. Noel loves artichoke hearts. I'm just not as big of a fan. I don't know. Me either. I'm just like, eh. Uh, it's also everything you do is right day, but then again, that's definitely, mo- yeah, most most people think that's them every day. Pretty much, right? All right. Uh, let's see. Eighteen o two, West Point, the United States Military Academy is established in eighteen o two. Wow. Right. Wow. Is that's just incredible. Uh, eighteen fifty, the Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel uh, Hawthorne is published. And let's see. That's not interesting. That's not interesting. This is a good one. 1970, the New English Bible, complete version, is published. It had been translated directly from English into English from the original text. I love stuff like that. I have me that too. copy of that. Nerd. I just think stuff like that. Bibliology, to me, to study about is so fascinating. Yeah, same here. I just love stuff like that. And then the last thing, 1974, uh, Nixon performed at the Grand Ole Opry. President Richard Nixon played the piano for the opening of the Grand Ole Opry's new theater playing God Bless America. That I did not know. I did not know that either. I knew he was the guy on uh, Laugh-In. I just didn't know that. All right, so we got our trivia question. we got to finish up on our teaching. I want to make sure that everybody gets this because I, I'm not going to teach this, the, the importance of this, the way that it needs to be communicated. Okay? So I'm telling you that so you know I'm coming short in telling you how this works. Okay? All right. I'm going to back it up, read it through, and then show you something. Here is Paul. He talks about, he's, he's talking to this group. He's sharing the gospel. He makes the connection to King David. He mentions that they're sons of Abraham. Remember, got to be connected to Abraham, got to be connected to David, gotta, especially David is like the biggest element there for the Messiah. And he comes to all this. He says, brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also all you devout Gentiles who fear God, the God of Israel, this salvation is for us. Who's the salvation for? It's for us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders fulfilled the prophecy by condemning Jesus to death and didn't recognize him and realize he's the, he's the one the prophets had written about, though they hear the prophets' words read every Sabbath. They found no just cause to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway when they, and that's the plural A, had fulfilled all the prophecies concerning his death, they, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. First thing before we get to the next segment, which you kind of already know, is this. People don't recognize or realize sometimes the very things that they're hearing. Okay, I already said that. I just want to make that emphasis as we go into this. Because now Paul does something that just rearranges the brains of the people. Verse 30. Just look at verse 30. It's Acts 13.30. But... God raised him from the dead. It is impossible for me to communicate the proper level to you for you and I to understand that every one of those people knew that Jesus Christ died. But beyond that, it's much more impossible for me to communicate to you that when you hear for the first time about a resurrection of life before the movie Frankenstein, if you, when you hear about it, you just go, what? You mean death wasn't it? Man, his entire life has been held in bondage to death. 
even though Ecclesiastes 3 makes reference to the fact that God puts eternity in our hearts, which means inside every human, the desire to live forever was seated there by God. The ability to go past time is seated by God in the creation that he made. And now a response comes from God and the Messiah, the Savior, the one who is God's spokesperson, so to speak, is going to be the one to deliver the ultimate message. And while everybody thought the ultimate message was Israel being delivered from the Roman soldiers, it was mankind being delivered from death. And that's where the wires get crossed. It's impossible to communicate how the gospel of Jesus Christ through the redemption of the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice and the death and the burial of Jesus Christ, then leading to the resurrection. So in comparison to the Jewish people wanting to get out of the oppression of Rome and hoping that was going to be the messianic deliverer, the deliverer of the Messiah was to overcome death which is 10,000 times more important than getting away from oppressive rule. Because on one hand, life is 80, 90, 120 years. On the other hand, it doesn't stop at 120 years because there's a resurrection. <laughs> when... And when Paul introduced this concept in this sermon, you can just bet that a lot of people were like, what? Resur what? Raised him from the dead? That's much more powerful than getting away from Roman oppression. Because now we're talking about getting away from the oppression of death. Wow. I mean, people would hear that and go, what? What? You know, we're getting to this Easter part in our in our uh, season, right, where we celebrate the resurrection of Christ, and people that don't want to celebrate it, yeah, they're just fuddy-duddies. I mean, just don't pay attention to that. But here's here's the bottom line. Jesus, crossed, Jesus Christ brought light and immortality to life. Light, life. Immortality. Do you know what immortality is? Do you know what that is? You don't die. You live forever. Immortal. I'm immortal. I never die. He brought that to the fruition of sight through the resurrection. I'm talking about hundreds and thousands and millions of years. Hey, you think that's more powerful than an earthly power? Yes. This was a mind blower at the sermon. Get it? All right. The answer, by the way, to the trivia question, what was the name of the woman from Moab who's mentioned in Matthew's record of Jesus's family tree? And that would be Ruth. Ruth. That would be the answer there. All right. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. 
If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. And that hope that is offered to us is something that's supposed to greatly encourage us. Uh, Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Through the gospel that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again. And by faith in the testimony of God, you can live forever. That hope is offered to us. If that hope is offered to you and you have not yet accepted, acknowledged, and surrendered to it, I ask you to do so right this second. I don't even care if you do a fancy prayer. Just say, God, save me in Jesus' name. You will be saved. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross, was buried three days later, he rose again, and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, turning from where you were and turning to him, you will find life right now. You might be out there thinking, there's no way it can be that easy. Wrong, but you have to receive it. You have to surrender to it. You have to acknowledge God's testimony and say yes to Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what your friends say. Doesn't matter what any other family member says. It only matters for your decision before God in regards to his testimony relating to Jesus Christ and your sins. And that's the hope that is offered to us. And we can be greatly encouraged by that. And that hope is an anchor to our soul. That anchor makes it so that even if the winds are heavy and the waves are intense, we don't get tossed and lost. That there is some stability. That there is some, there is some strength. And you can't be like those people that have no hope. They have, they're, they're, oh, all there is is this life and there's nothing else. That's why they're trying to sin their brains out because they don't think there's anything else left. But they're going to die and face God. And he's going to ask regarding his, his account that he's given in relationship to Jesus Christ. And they're going to have to answer. And if they have rejected, then they will be as they have placed themselves as people with no hope. But if you're a person that has not made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, make that decision right now. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's K-double-A-Man 770, the truth station here in Texas. Got our last trivia question. We are down to our last segment. I blinked and the show was over. To which of the sons did Jacob give a multicolored coat? If you don't get this one. You got to repeat it, great. Biblically. To which, <laughs> just, I'm just like, I'm just overwhelmed here, okay? Uh, to which of, of the sons did Jacob give a multi-colored coat? <laughs> Joanna Cordelia. Using the, uh, the nickname, 
just too funny. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. A couple things I need you guys to be praying about. Don't forget that in April uh, 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th, we're going to be in Phoenix so that we can hang out with uh, September. You hear a little bit uh, on the show with some of the music introduction. So we're also, she's so full of faith, though. I know it's amazing, but she's, like, dealing with this uh, serious issue, and she's like, the Lord can heal me. And if the Lord doesn't heal me, I don't care. That's the right mindset. That's the right mindset. She's got it going on. So, I mean, that's why it's a blessing to have her support and be a part of what we do. Uh, so uh, be in uh, prayer for us in that situation. Then just keep praying for people. You have plenty of time. If you get uh, stuck somewhere, you know what? If you get stuck somewhere, pray. It's for like, all of us. We yeah, need it. Everybody needs it. There's not, I can't think of one person doesn't need it. All right. Let me finish off on this. We already did the trivia. I'll do it one more time, and then uh, we'll finish off on this. Just wonderful, by the way. Uh, to which of the sons did Jacob give a multicolored coat? All right. All right. 972-445-0770. I just read another text. That was definitely a different answer. And then uh, David at he must increase.org. So we do have somebody calling in. We'll let them call in and give the answer. And then we'll finish up on the text uh, tomorrow. We're going to be in Hebrews. We got about uh, we're, so we're in chapter eleven. I'm I'm just there's so much to do in Hebrews. I'm having such a good time with it. So just bear with me. Uh, all ready for this person to uh, call in? All right, let's bring him on through. Knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? You're talking to you're talking to Cordelia. Hi, Cordelia. How are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you. Oh, always <laughs> wonderful to hear you call. I love it when you call in. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm glad to call in today, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. To which of his sons did Jacob give a multicolored coat? I'm Joseph. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> And I give everybody credit who used all of the different hyphenations or different names like Joey and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So I want you to know what a blessing you are. You don't get enough props. You don't get enough acknowledgement. I just want you to know, Cordelia, you are a blessing. Well, thank you. Do you think um, you could say a little quick prayer for sure. me tomorrow when I give my, a book to somebody who has lost their child and I'm going to give her a book? And yeah. I want to for that. You're going to try uh, and minister to her? Yeah, this is somebody whose um, child, like, she, he committed suicide, and she's been grieving. And so there's a book somebody gave me to give um, to her, and it's called, like, Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, Morning to right. Morning to M-O-R-N-I-N-G. And I plan to give it to her, and I'm praying that, you know, she'll accept it. All right, let's pray. Let's do it. Let's pray together real quick. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up Cordelia. She's a fantastic sister, one of our favorite people. And we just ask you to give her a sense of confidence and peace in sharing the material. We don't know how people will react. We don't know how they'll respond. And even when we do the initial 
process. It doesn't mean that if it doesn't go well, it doesn't mean that it gets shut down. You have so many wonderful ways of planting seeds and making those seeds grow in different elements. So let just Cordelia be about what she knows, she believes she needs to do before you in order to honor you and to help because that's what she's trying to do is just be a help. And we're asking you to bless her efforts, bless her for doing that, and give her favor. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so, so much. Thank you very much. Okay, God bless you. You too. Thank you. Have a great day. We love you all. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Excellent job. So before, when Joanna Cordelia first got a stroke, Cordelia didn't like to ever call in her talk. So now she's got a roller, baby. Good progression. Good, good, good progression. All right. So let me finish this text because we only got four and a half minutes left because somebody blinked and the show was over. Here we go. So uh, verse 29 out of Acts 13 says this. When they had fulfilled all the prophecies concerning his death, they took him down from the cross and placed him in the tomb. But God raised him from the dead. He And he appeared over a period of many days to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. These are his witnesses to the people of Israel. Let me point something out to you real quick, okay? I'm going to read this to you. This is what Paul wrote to the church at Corinth in chapter 15. I pass on to you was most important that had been passed on to me, that Christ Jesus died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, as the Scripture says. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve apostles. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died by now. Here's what I want you to get. When Jesus rose from the dead, you know what he didn't do? He didn't go and hide. He spent multiple days, 40 in fact, which is not a coincidence, days after his resurrection, before the advent, the coming of the Holy Spirit, when his ascension took place, you got these 40 days taking place. Listen to this. He's ministering after the resurrection. 500 witnesses at one time, plus the disciples. It wasn't just the 12. There was 500 people that Jesus showed up and do. Here I am. They're like, whoa, there he is. Wow, yeah. When you, if you had 500, and I'm going to say this and be very careful, okay? Don't make the connection. I'm, I'm, t- I'm asking you not to. But if you were, had 500 people, regular people, not people on drugs or anything like that, <laughs> 500 people, and they saw a spaceship right? 500 witnesses at once would go a lot longer than one witness who had been on mushrooms, okay? I'm just saying, I'm just being honest about it. So here, back when that wasn't happening, here is the reality. The reality is there's 500 people that see Jesus, plus the disciples. Plus when the disciples are ministering and proclaiming the gospel, the power of God is flowing. Plus not just the disciples, but even people like Stephen and different people like Philip. And wow, the power of God is flowing. Barnabas, it's flowing. The definition, hey, the Lord is real. Bam, this person gets healed. Bam, this person gets healed. It's like, that's a testimony. And can you imagine these people are there like going, what? I said, not only are we talking about something way past Roman rule, now we're talking about, wait, wait, uh, power over death. But wait, wait, we're not done. Plus, we're talking about 12, one witness, 12 witnesses, or 11 witnesses, 120 witnesses. Now we're talking about 501. What? Get it? I just want you to catch how important that is. 
that the resurrection declaration was not something that was done in a corner. But you say, well, why didn't he just pop up in the sky? And then everybody would see him all at one time, right? Okay. Well, notice that he appeared to his followers, people that already believed, right? You understand that? I just want to make sure you get this. And he appeared to the disciples who already believed, right? And then they're going to go out and share it. If Jesus popped up in the sky and everybody saw him, guess what would not ever be in play? Faith. If everybody saw Jesus at one time, there would be no faith in play. Just be fact. Everybody saw him. It's over. But the message of the gospel of the kingdom of God is received by faith, given by grace. And so you got to see Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It is is by faith that you receive this. It is by grace that is given to you. And you can't have that if Jesus shows up to everybody. And at one time, the whole world sees him. It's like there is no faith. This is a fact. The sun sun is no longer shining. That's a fact. I mean, it's like I'm just saying. It's like there's there's nothing. But he appeared to his followers. Except for one who was born out of season, that's Saul. And that was a little different scenario. He had something more planned for him. Isn't that stuff the greatest? It's so good. All right, got it to be done now. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll take a 22 and a half hour one, and then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.